0: Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying the Prophet Ezekiel, the Navi Yechezkel, Chapter 20a, the first portion of Chapter 20. Uh, because Chapter 20 is, again, kind of long, I'm going to split it into two parts. This chapter it kind of uh, different than the previous chapters. In the previous chapters, we had... Uh, we had uh, parables uh, this chapter is a little more direct and uh, it's the, so it concludes or actually the last chapter concluded the series of parables now uh, God and through his prophet Ichizkel Ezekiel employs a different method of trying to get his message across uh, that has been a theme until now constantly trying different methods today it's a method of reminiscing about the past so Let's begin. First one dates this prophecy. It was in the seventh year, that is the seventh year from the exile of Yehoiachin. In the fifth month, that would be Av, the month of Av, on the tenth day of the month. People came from the leaders, from the elders of Israel to find out from God, to search out what God wants, what God wants to save, and they sat before me. As we'll find out shortly, these people were similar to the elders that we discussed in chapter 14 that did not have uh, such good intentions. They didn't want to find out what God had to say because they want they were ready to Um, Repent that they were ready to improve themselves. They just wanted to hear what they wanted to hear So God is going to answer them in a similar tone that he answered the elders that came in chapter 14 uh, Which we're about to see That's verse 2 and the word of God to me was as follows. So here the elders are sitting ready to listen And this is what God wants to say. Ben Adam, human being, God tells the prophet uh, as he's been calling him Ben Adam until now, Etigne Israel. Here, you could go ahead and speak to the elders of Israel, and this is what you should say to them: Ko So says the Lord God. Ha'ledrosh Are you coming to ask of me? Are you coming to find out what I have to say? Chayani I swear that I will not even bother with you. I will not. Even answer you. You came to find out from me. In other words, have you come to find out from me? That's a rhetorical question. Answer being not really. You don't really want to hear what I really have to say. So I'm not going to bother answering you. What do you want to hear? No, madonayelim. So says the Lord God. Hatishbot osam. Hatishbot ben adam. There's various ways to translate this. Shall you judge them? Shall you judge them, human being? In other words, judge them. I want you to say or arraign them. And is another way I see it translated. I want you to tell them what the real truth is. Tell it to them like it is. Et avotam Tell them about the abominations of their ancestors. Now... We have just said two chapters ago in chapter 18 that children will not die based on the sins of their forefathers. So why are we telling them the history of their ancestors? Well, the idea is because the history is important, because God wants to tell them and demonstrate to them how he has been fair this entire time, how he has taken care of them this entire time in order to drive home the responsibility that they have, that the people have, to finally get the message, and finally turn themselves around. And how is this? What is it that they need to do to turn themselves around? So let's hear. Now remember, Ezekiel is talking to the leaders of the people that are in exile. So God is really instructing them. When you're in exile, you don't have a temple to pray in. You don't have a temple service to do. But there are things that are extremely important. That will carry you as a people and maintain your connection to God throughout this exile. And the key to that is the mitzvah, the special commandment of Shabbat. The special mitzvah of Shabbat gives an opportunity for families, communities to stop everything they're doing and get together with God Himself. It's an opportunity to learn, to study, um, and and, and, to, and to remember and to practice the special bond between the people and God. I'm saying this because Ezekiel is going to give, a, you know, God is going to give through his prophet Ezekiel a special, special message about the importance of keeping Shabbat and why that is a central part of the relationship between the Jewish people and God. The Omar Ham, I want you to tell them him so says the Lord God beyond Bahari Israel from the day that I chose the nation of Israel so the day I chose you that was when you were in the land of Egypt as slaves for and I raised my hand to uplift the children of the house of Jacob And I made myself known in the land of Egypt. And I raised my hand to them, and said as follows: "I am the Lord your God. I am God. I and you are my nation. I am going to uplift you, and I recognize them as my people." By Yomahu on that day. This is verse six, six. Nasasi I raised my hand towards them, in order to take them out of the land of Egypt, El Eretz Asher Tarti to the land which I had searched out for them. I checked out the world. I decided this land would be for them, Zavat a land that was flowing of milk and honey. it is a beautiful land, the so it's more beautiful than any of the other lands. And I told them. This is what I want from you. I'm going to take you out of Egypt. I'm going to bring you to a beautiful land of flowing with milk and honey. But what do I want from you? I want you to throw out all the disgusting things. Each person has disgusting things that he is drawn after. Behaviors, disgusting habits, disgusting ways of life. Don't become... Uh, impure, defiled by the gilulim. Gilulim is a word that we've been uh, translating several times in this book. Gilulim are all of the objects that are involved in idol worship, all of the objects that are involved in that corrupted lifestyle. Don't defile yourselves with those things. Ani Adonai <inaudible> I am the Lord your God. Just look at me. Just pay attention to me, the message that I am trying to give you and the life that I am asking you to lead this is verse 8, but instead of listening to me, they rebelled against me. This is a reference to how they behaved in the desert. The sin of the golden calf and the various other sins that were done in the desert. They refused to listen to me. They did not want to listen to me. Each person kept on going after his own way, his own disgusting path, his own... His own path of evil. They did not leave behind the the Gilulim. The the um the uh, items, the the uh, corrupted things of Egypt, over they did not abandon them and leave them behind. And then I thought, let me pour out my anger against them, I will get uh, I will uh spend my anger against them within the land of Egypt. In other words, rather than complete the taking them out of Egypt, let me just destroy them. However, because of my name, because I had publicly proclaimed that I'm going to take this people, I had shown the world that I am going to show the world what it means to live as a people of God. In order that I should not be profaned in the eyes of all of the nations that they live within them because I made myself known to the eyes of all of these other nations I decided that no, I will take them out of Egypt anyway because of my own honor, not because they really deserved it I made a little mistake when I referred before to the sin of the golden calf that's actually coming up in the next one this one was talking about the sins that the people did in the land of Egypt. So then So I decided I will take them out of Egypt. I'll take them out to the wilderness. So what did I do when I took them out to the wilderness? Then the first thing I did was, that was back in Egypt, was I told them to get rid of all of the disgusting things, get rid of all those bad behaviors and follow after me. Now I told them I gave them my laws. At and my rules, I let them know. Those rules and those laws that if a human being lives by them, he will live. In other words, I gave them rules of life. I told them how to live a life that's worth living, how to live a life that is life. And also, among those laws, I gave them a special law. at I gave them my Shabbat, my day of rest. The day of Shabbat I gave to them, so that day of Shabbat should be for a sign. It will be an opportunity for them and me to develop a special relationship together as a sign between me and them, in order that it should be known or in order that they should know. It is I, God, who makes them holy. During the week, during our regular lives, even if we're living technically proper life, we may not always have the time to stop and think or to stop and think what, why, who, where, why am I doing this? But on Shabbat we have we have peace to sit and know and recognize and realize that the purpose of all of this is is for God is to develop our relationship with Him and to live the type of life, the life that is a life of life. However, in the in the in the desert the people of Israel rebelled against me, Bamidbar in the desert, they did not keep my laws. ma'asu, and my rules, they were disgusted by them. those rules that I just said that a human being can do and live by them, they didn't keep them. and my Shabbat, they ruined, they defiled, they profaned my Shabbat. This is a reference to immediately after Shabbat was given, there's the story of the wood chopper who went out to chop wood and break the Shabbat right there after the first Shabbat given in the desert. Well, Omar and then I said in the desert I decided I was going to destroy them and vent my anger against them in the desert to destroy them. But then said me, for my sake, not for their sake, they did not deserve it but I decided on my own because of my name the that I should not be profaned in the eyes of the nations the entire world witnessed the exodus from Egypt and then I'm going to destroy my people no, I developed a bond with them I need to have patience and give them a little bit more of a chance so that my name should not be profaned so again, I raised my hand to them in the midbar, in the desert again, I gave them patience I gave them I, I, I raised them up. I made them special. L'voti havi'o tamil And I, um, I said, I will not bring you, in other words, that generation, I will not bring you to the land asher the land that I have set aside for you, I have given to you, Zavat Chalavudvash, the land that was flowing milkanani. Tzvihi, this beautiful land, L'chal that's more beautiful than all the other lands. And why did I tell that generation that they wouldn't go into the land? Because they had, had rejected my, my, my just rules. And they did not go by my laws. And they prevained my Shabbat. Because they decided to go after their own ideas, their own thing. They knew better. They didn't trust me. They didn't go follow me. But then, rather than allow them to stay in the desert and just wither away and end as a nation in the desert, I had mercy on them. Rather than destroy them, I did not destroy them in the wilderness. I decided to bring them into the land. I told their sons, the next generation, that were in the desert, You don't do like your fathers did. That generation that's gonna die in the desert. I'm gonna bring you to the land, but here's my instructions: Don't do like they did. Don't keep their corrupt laws. Don't profane and and defile yourself with their gilulim, their um, corrupt. Uh, uh, ways and things. I am the Lord your God. I want you to keep my laws. I want you to keep my rules and do them. Again, I want you to keep my Shabbat. That Shabbat will be a special, special sign between you and I. God says, that you should know. Shabbat will be your chance to know that I am the Lord your God and that I am the reason why you are keeping these rules. So I brought them into the land, but then <laughs> the children even though I brought them to the land, they rebelled against me again Allahu, <laughs> they did not keep my laws, shamaru, <laughs> they did not keep my rules Sototam, to do them. Those laws I tam Those laws that if people live by them they will live, they will live a life worth living. Et <laughs> lelu. They defiled and profaned my Shabbat. And I wanted to destroy them, just like I destroyed their their fathers in the wilderness. (coughs) But again, I held back my hand, for my own name. Um, I, 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 I did not do it because again I did not want to be profane in the eyes of the other nations that I had brought them out by, in their eyes and I also swore to them in the desert this is referring to what we find in Deuteronomy that I told them then that if they don't behave, I will scatter them among the nations, <speaking in Hebrew> and I will spread them throughout the lands of the world. I predicted this. I told them this was what I, I was going to do. <speaking in Hebrew> because they have not kept my rules and my laws, they, they rejected. <speaking in Hebrew> Again, they did not keep my Shabbat. <speaking in Hebrew> and they chased after the gilulim, the corruptions of their fathers. Uh, and this is verse 25 that I'm up to now. <laughs> and therefore, I also gave them, um, and this I'm going to read like Thiradakta. Uh, this is a difficult verse to translate. And I also gave them, in other words, once they did not listen to me, I also gave them Chukim Lotavim, laws that were not good, umishpatim, and rules Lo Bahem that one does not live by it. In other words, my laws, my Torah laws, are ones that give life, that one lives by them, as he's emphasized numerous times. But I also put on them the onus and the burden of laws that were not good, and rules. So now, uh, to understand this, there's a lot of different explanations. What does this mean that God says, I gave them laws that are no good? So the general understanding of this is, and this is how the Radak explains this, is that in punishment to them, I, you know, I gave them my laws which were good. But now, I, since they didn't listen to me, I, I already said I'm going to scatter them among those nations, and then they're going to be subject to the laws of those nations, and those laws are not laws that are good. Those laws aren't things that don't cause life, but bring uh, life meaning a life worth living, but rather they bring a life of burden, a life of pain and suffering, a life that is not good. And that I, so God is saying, as a punishment, I put them in a situation where they would be subject to such laws. And this is 26, and I'm going to stop after this verse. And when they came to me in the land of Israel, and they were subjected to other nations that were, were ruling over them, whether there was the Babylonians, the Assyrians, they thought that they're gonna give me gifts the same way they gave gifts to the to the idols that they were chasing after. The worst one of those gifts was the gift, where the gift, and I, 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 when you say the word gift, you shudder when you think what it, they thought it meant was child sacrifice, the worst kind of gift at all. If you remember, Jeremiah said, repeated this over and over again. If uh, You see Jeremiah 7.31, where he criticizes the people for giving God gifts, gifts that he never asked for, gifts that he's not interested in, <laughs> gifts that, if anything, all he wants, that he, he could never possibly even de- remotely desire, such a horrific thing. When they give me these gifts, I will defile them, God says. When they, when they bring their firstborn and pass them through, uh, it doesn't say fire, but it means bahavir, when they pass them through fire and sacrifice their firstborn for me, Laman ashimayim, I will make them defiled and I will consider them disgusting when, when, and, and consider them to be terrible sinners when they do such horrific, horrific things in an attempt to appease me. Their minds, their their ways are so corrupt that they have it so backward, Lamana ashir and, and the, I will punish them in order that they should know Asher Ani Adonai, that I am the Lord God. I am the Lord God that gives laws and rules of life, not laws and rules of death. Um, this is the first half, Ezekiel 20a. Uh, we will continue. So here, here what we see is God giving us a, a little history lesson. A history lesson on how things have developed and how things have come to the point where they are. And God wants the elders to sit down and think, this scattering among the nations is a scattering that is a result of the way they and their forefathers have acted over the years. God warned them. God was patient through so many generations, but the time has come that people have become so corrupt, so corrupt to the point of things that are so awful like child sacrifice, that God could no longer look the other way. It was time to bring about the punishment that he had been saying and, and, and promising all along. Thank you so much for studying chapter 20a. Looking forward to studying chapter 20b together and of course the rest of the book of Ezekiel.